Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Our guest today is Leah Clark, a thought leader at Blessing White, a division of GP Strategies. Hello, Leah. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. Having a good day. How about you? I'm doing good. It's great to have you on the podcast. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background and who you are. Sure, absolutely. You know, I I didn't arrive at leadership development through a direct path. So I got here in a bit of a circuitous route, if you will. I spent many years in financial services in a bunch of roles, which I think probably prepared me for my eventual move into leadership development. Because before I studied leadership, I was a leader and I lived and breathed with leaders every day before I decided to go back and and study it formally, which I did. I got a master's degree in organizational psychology from Columbia, became a certified professional coach, so had the benefit of a little bit of the academic background combined with just that practical experience as a leader before I moved into the formal study of it. Okay, great. So what we're going to talk about today is human connection in a digital world and how it pertains to leadership development. So I think a central problem, maybe conundrum, I like to use that word conundrum when I can, which is not often, (laughs) uh, is that I think while leaders value training that focuses on human connection, right, things like emotional intelligence, listening skills, and trust, they want the learning delivered in a way that's efficient and cost-effective and scalable. And that often means using things like online learning platforms, videos, podcasts, and so on. So I think maybe the conundrum is how effective are these kind of digital tools at delivering training and connecting with other people, which which might seem like it's something that would require actually working with somebody one-on-one to develop that. You know what I mean? Like, do, do you yeah. see a, a, a conundrum there or, or is that, is it not as much of a problem? Yeah, no, I, I've often wondered and have thought about and, and talked with clients about whether or not these two things are diametrically opposed. So can you deliver speed, efficiency, technology-based uh, delivery when you're going for skills of human connection, which are around trust and interpersonal interaction. So this idea of are they diametrically opposed and can you reconcile them is something that I've wondered myself, even as I've moved into leadership development delivery in the digital world. And what I've seen is that digital tools can be effective in helping people and helping leaders connect as long as they're used smartly. So how do you use that technology and and reach across it to keep that human connection alive? Because that connection is so easy to do in a traditional classroom, right? You're, You're all there together. You're interacting with each other. You have an exchange with a facilitator. There's small groups and large groups and peer coaching. So how can you capture that interaction, that magic, in, in technology or through technology in similar but not identical conditions, right? Similar but not identical. You know, even take this podcast, right? It's, it's a great example of how you can use technology to communicate key information in this kind of bite-sized approach and make it accessible to a broad population, right? Hopefully there are many people who will listen to this. It's efficient. It's cost-effective. 
And while you and I can have an exchange in the podcast, it's not the same, right? You don't have the ability for other people to provide their insights or ask questions. So it's not an identical experience. However, if you use the technology smartly, so for example, you know, use a discussion board to help learners provide their opinions or ask questions or support colleagues, then some element of that human connection is reinfused into the experience. So it is possible, you know, discussion boards and videos and, and chats with coach opportunities for learners to share images and words, convey who they are. These are all ways that even with technology, you can still create some sense of human connection. So I think, you know, sort of circling back, if you can reach across the technology smartly, there are ways of creating human connection, even in these maybe non-traditional, digitally enabled, bite-sized kind of ways. Okay. And it sounds to me like reaching across the technology, and I know you sort of defined that before, but it means not using the technology or not relying only on the technology, but using it alongside other things like like what, what you were, were just talking about, uh, discussion boards and so on, and even face-to-face human connection to kind of to complement what you're doing in, in the digital space. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, technology is a great way of reaching uh, large populations with important messages in leadership development, but it can't be the main event. It needs to be an enabler and you need to find different ways to keep human connection alive. Same time events, coach office hours, discussion boards, so smart use of the technology. Okay. So are there some types of human connection skills that the digital technology is better at delivering compared to others? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think that digital can help skills of human connection in a way that some traditional training can sometimes hinder people. I guess what I mean by that is, you know, if you think about a classroom environment, it's structured as a safe space, right? You're, you are, but you are still practicing skills of human connection on real human beings, right? As you try to build trust or coach, communicate effectively. So where a digital environment can give learners an even safer place to practice and fail without doing harm to others. So that's one way. And I think another way is the digital environment can give individuals who need more time to process their thoughts, use the written word, uh, individuals who like to reflect and practice in their own space. The digital platform can be better sometimes for those learners. We've even had Mm -hmm. learners, particularly introverted ones, comment on how the digital platform really benefits them because they have time to process that what they want to say before sharing it with others. And and digital gives them the time and the space and the ability to use the written word and process what they want to do and say in a way that uh, traditional ways might not. Okay, interesting. So I think one of the pitfalls, potential pitfalls of digital learning environments is that they can feel impersonal and maybe boring and sort of the very opposite of the, the kind of human connection that you're trying to teach, right? So what can organizations do to implement these technologies in a way so that they are engaging and that they have a human feel? And I think this this kind of harkens back to what you were saying about reaching across the technology, but let's revisit it again because I think it's an important point. 
Yeah, yeah, it is it is the point, right? So, yeah, I think there are a couple of things that organizations can do. First of all, they can also be used to make a connection and humanize, if you will, the organization. So in a digital environment, if you can customize and contextualize by creating relevant examples and case studies, things that are relevant to the leader's industry and organization, that's one way of helping them connect with the experience and creating that personalization, that customization relative to the organization, and then further connecting it to the learners. You can extend this by including you know, videos from executives, videos from colleagues, so that learners can actually see themselves and their organization reflected in that digital platform. You know, I, I go back to something that I mentioned at the beginning. You can also create a sense of community. And, and you can do that by keeping the group itself that is together in the platform just big enough to encourage interaction, but not so big that people get lost. Find ways to share personal elements of who you are as an individual. Communicate and collaborate with your colleagues. Do things like that. You know, one of my favorite things that I've seen us do quite effectively is invite our learners to create a bio book at the beginning of an experience. And when they do that, they share elements about themselves, maybe a photo of them with their children, you know, a little image of what they like to do in terms of their personal lives or a hobby. Those stories really humanize the experience and set this tone of interpersonal and connection really right from the start. So what's at stake here? Let's say that you invest in these digital technologies with the idea of using them to teach all kinds of things, including these human connection skills, but you don't do the things that you've been talking about and you just kind of throw them out there and say, okay, we have our platforms, everyone go do these modules. What's at risk if you don't make that extra effort to, as you said, sort of reach across the technology? Like what what can happen? Yeah, well, I think learners feel very much alone and they have a very lonely experience. So they're sitting out there wondering, does anyone care whether or not I lean into this? Is there anyone here to help me if I have a question about some of these really sticky aspects of, of you know human development and, and interaction with others? So I think they can feel uh, lonely and alone. And what we know is when they feel that way, they tend to disengage. Um, they tend to drop out if they engage at all. So what's at stake is really the entire experience because if they aren't engaged, they're not going to begin the journey, complete the journey, get anything out of it. So it really is everything. Okay. So, and, and there's sort of an irony there, right? If you don't take the extra steps to help this technology actually deliver training about human connection, you end up alienating people, which is sort of the antithesis of human connection. Absolutely. That, that's exactly right. So, and, and that's again why I go back to, it can't be technology alone, I don't believe, can enable skills of human connection. You have to be strategic and thoughtful about how you use it how you pull learners into the experience, you know, how you engage with them and find the opportunities to create the connection. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, we've on this podcast, we've talked before with other guests about technology and often it really seems to come down to 
the actual whatever it is, the app or something, is just a tool, but you have to implement it. It's being used by human beings. And if you forget that part of it, then the tool can just fail. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, a, it's um, something that is an interesting discussion to have at cocktail parties or over dinner. I always joke around about the fact that it's a great discussion to get into at dinner if you can get everybody to pick their heads up from their phones <laughs> and engage with you in the conversation, right? Because, you know, technology can be a great way of connecting people. Think about the way online communities have been used to, you know, galvanize local resources when a child is missing or when there's some sort of a disaster. I lived through Hurricane Sandy and and Facebook was used to tell people where they could get fresh water or charge their computers. So it can be this, this resource to connect people. And at the same time, if you go back to my dinner table example, if everyone's sitting there with their heads down in their phone, where's the human connection in that? You know, and if you use the online community as your only source for social support, you know, are you really developing what you need as a human being in terms of connecting with people on, on personal and emotional levels? So I think it's an interesting discussion and debate to get into again if you can get if you can get those individuals to stop looking at their phones and connect with you as a human being in the discussion. Yeah, great point. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been at like a dinner party or some get together and it's just so lame when everyone's looking at their phone like why why even bother to get together as a group, right? Yeah, and sometimes they're even uh, they're even texting <laughs> each other. So there's an even greater irony in that. But those are the parties I'd rather not attend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay. So we've had a really great discussion. What are a couple of things that you want listeners to take away? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of what we've been repeating here that yes, technology can be used to support human connection as long as it's done thoughtfully. So it's not, again, it's not technology alone that is isolating. It's what you do with it. So if you find a way to harness it as an enabler of human connection, then I believe you can improve people's abilities to connect with individuals, you know, maybe even some across the globe, you know, people that they would not have otherwise gotten to know if we were purely dependent on on in-person interaction. You know, and then I would just say if you structure it appropriately, it can be a great forum for learners to share their struggles, right? There's nothing more connecting as human beings than than shared challenges or to lean on each other for support or, you know, create an opportunity for that higher level of candor for some people who uh, find that kind of space and modality easier for them to communicate in. So, I mean, really just that it, it isn't the main event, but it can enable human connection and support skill development if you can channel it effectively. Okay, well put. Well, Leah, thank you so much for your time and for sharing these really interesting insights. Yeah, thanks. It's been a great conversation. I appreciate the time. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.